Blessed be your holy name, O King of heaven. We exalt you. We hail you, our God and our King. We magnify your holy name forever and ever. We give you the praise and honor and glory. Thank you for the victory of today. Thank you for bright hope of tomorrow. Be thou exalted, our God and our King. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are prayed with thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Shall we lift up our right hand to heaven as we open this service by reading Psalm 24, shall we? The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and pure heart, who does not lift up his heart toward his false, nor swear deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob, Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Now let's take together Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one will fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hands and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. 
my mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise His holy name forever and ever. Amen. We take our opening hymn, Praise the King of Glory.
Amen. You are very welcome to another night. This is our Bible study night. And I'm very sure that you will be mightily blessed. It's our 552 days too that we have been praying together. I want us to lift up our voices to God and bless the Lord. Psalm 15. It says, Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live in your holy hill? He whose work is blameless and who does what is righteous? Who speaks the truth from his heart and has no slander on his tongue? Who does, who does his neighbor no wrong and cast no slaw on his fellow man? Let's lift up our voices to heaven for the Holy Spirit that God has given to us and the gift of salvation that keeps us in check with what the Bible has said now. We have been made righteous by the blood of the Lamb. We have the Holy Spirit, the instructor who instructs our heart. And what the psalm is saying is just the typical of a child of the living God. Father, we bless your name. Let's thank God for the privilege that the honor is given to us to know our left from our right. We read a few days ago about the people of Nineveh. That God said, how much will I not have compassion on this great city? With one twenty thousand people who did not know their left from their right. It is by the Spirit of God that we know. And let's thank God for the grace of the Holy Spirit. Let's thank God for His mercy. Let's thank God for His honor. Let's thank God for His goodness. Father, we bless you. We exalt you. We glorify thee. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. We thank you for everything that you have done. We thank you. We glorify thee. We exalt and magnify your holy name. Let's add the Lord's unction to rest upon us as we are hearing the word of God tonight, that God will give us a listening ear and a hearing mind, that what God will speak through everyone that will minister today will minister to our spirit, not just our ear. As we hear, it will sink into our spirit and it will achieve the purpose for which God has sent it. Let us pray. <coughs> Lord, we just pray thee. Enable our spirit man to digest the food tonight. So that what you are saying will be manifest over us. There will be healing, there will be deliverance, there will be salvation and restoration. Our God and King, we bless and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying with us, given. Amen and amen. I will uh, call Pastor Tyler to introduce those who are having reflection tonight. Pastor Tyler, please. Thank you very much, Apostle. This evening, I'd like to invite Dickiness Anna to start us off with a contribution. Dickiness, please unmute your device. Good evening. I'm going to take my contribution from Psalms chapter 14, verse 4 and 5. Uh, in this chapter, Reverend Omar quoted last week that God exists. He's the keeper and the lover of our souls. So I want us to ponder with that first. But the verse states that do all evil, evil doers know nothing. They devour my people as though they're eating bread. And so they never call on the Lord, but they, sorry, but they're they are overwhelmed with dread, for God is present in the company of the righteous. Now, though this book was written over hundreds of years ago, it is still very much relevant today. 
as we all know, God's people are still being killed daily or all over the world, across the world. However, our confidence is that God will always preserve the souls of the righteous and condemn the wicked. King David starts this verse, verse 4, by asking a rhetorical question. His question was to make a point and pose to the reader or hearer for consideration. King David goes on to explain the acts of evildoers and God's position among those who are righteous. King David continues with his plight to God on behalf of those who are oppressed, which he also did in Psalms 12 verse 5. However, in this chapter, he further defines the wicked and godless man. And you can see that in verse 1. Therefore, we ought, what we ought to do as believers is that we must plead on behalf of our brothers and sisters who are being oppressed across the world. Two, we must refrain from committing evil acts, nor should we partner or form alliances with evildoers. And three, we must know for a fact that in order for God to be with us in times of oppression or persecution, we must be considered righteous. Finally, our race on earth as Christians will not be a walk in a park on a so it will not be like a walk in a park on a bright and sunny day. This is because at some stage in our lives, we'll be faced with opposition, hatred, false accusations and the likes. However, one thing that is certain, which is our confidence is in the Lord. He is our fortress. We will never be shaken. We must learn to trust him. God will always preserve the lives of those who are found blameless, as we can see in the lives of King Jesus, Job, King David. Elisha, Jeremiah, and many others. Thank you. Thank you. Dickness Bimbo, please. Dickness, you've just turned off your device. No, we can't. Um, hold on. Hold on. Try it again now. He says he's not allowing me to unmute. It's all, all you yeah, are. hearing you now. We can hear you. Can I just say this before you start? When, when, for you to be able to put on your audio, you should see this sign because pastor will allow you. At the sign, we say, turn your audio on. So when that sign comes on your screen, that's when you touch it once. Okay, sir. What has happened to you is that you have touched it and then muted it again. So if you touch it once, once you see the sign, that's it. Okay, sir. All right, go ahead there. Yeah. My contribution is on Psalm 13, verses 3 and 6. Reverend Omar taught us last Tuesday and even yesterday in Shiloh Pillars that Psalm 13 is a song of lamenting, a longing for the Lord's deliverance. David laments to God that his enemies would not prevail over his situation or rejoice over his fall. Reference verses 2 and 3. This psalm is thus is that, that of someone who earnestly cries out to God to intervene in his situation. In verse 6, Mom Omar said David affirmed God. So we should always remember that God is our God no matter what we go through. Likewise, mom said that if anyone finds himself in distress, they should always trust and continually sing to God. Psalm 144, verses 9 and 10. 
Beloved of our Lord, let us ask ourselves, do we murmur or question God all the time or even sometime? If we do, we appeal to ourselves to stop doing that. Of course, we can ask God what we need to do in respect of particular issue or issues, but we should endeavor not to ask God how long or be distressed, anguished, or sorrowful in our hearts. It's easier said than done, but as believers, ambassadors of Christ and saints of God, we should be calm and not let our hearts waver. Six things I took home from these verses are to develop and continue to have the praying and singing heart. Reference verse 6. As our parents in the Lord, Apostle and Mom, Reverend Omar, tell, always tell us, challenges will always come and go at one stage or the other. But how we deal with such matters a lot, matters a lot. May that add to sing to our God Almighty be ours, wise things are going on well or otherwise. Sometimes, and especially when the issues and challenges have been going for quite a long time, like in David's case, because in this chapter alone, he mentioned the statement, how long, four times, verses 1 and 2. So in situations like this, there is tendency to feel that God has forgotten or ignoring us. But like Mom, Omar will say, I have good news for you. God has not forgotten us in whatever situations we are going through. Examples, those looking up to God for the fruits of the womb, remember, the creator of heaven and earth is really preparing your children in heaven for the great works they are coming to her to do. So whatever challenges anyone might be going through, God is not neglecting or rejecting anyone. Like Momoma told us, told us, God is usually testing believers' faith and trust in him. So those who are sick, remember this and cling on to the promises and word of God. God to give us the strength, and God will give us the strength and fortitude in our Christian journeys, divine wisdom, patience and endurance to pass the stages when God is testing us. We are God's chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, First Peter 2, 9. Hallelujah. Our God who makes everything beautiful in his own time, Ecclesiastes 3.11, shall definitely open a book of remembrance for every one of us and this very soon. For God to give us divine wisdom, just as David requested for this in verse 3, and to ask God for wisdom in areas we lack this, James 1.5. In dealing with our challenges, we should remember that we don't belittle or let the enemies bring us to the level whereby we challenge our God's faithfulness to us, but instead continue to work in faith with God, trust and have complete confidence in all his promises and his love to and for us. To believe that God Almighty is working in our situations and know that all things work together for good because we love God and have been called according to his purpose. Reference Romans 8:28 to 30. The sixth point I learned is that to continue to love and obey God in all circumstances with all our hearts, minds and souls, and be faithful unto death. Deuteronomy 7, 9, Daniel 9, 4, and Revelation 2, 10b. May the Holy Spirit always empower us to do this in Jesus' name. Amen. I will conclude by echoing and paraphrasing with this scripture that Reverend Omar referenced last Tuesday in Habakkuk 3, verses 17 to 19, that, 1, though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, 2, though the olive crop fails and the fields and the fields produce no food. Three, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stores, we should always, always, always rejoice in the Lord and be joyful in God our Savior. Why? Because the sovereign Lord is our strength. He makes our feet like the feet of a deer. He enables us to tread on the ice. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you. Sister Emanuela, please. Um, good evening, church. Today I'll be deliberating on Psalms chapter 13. As Mummy said last week, this is a psalm to help us trust the salvation of our God and a psalm that will help us to trust in the redemption of our God. <clears throat> Verse 5 and 6 read, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. In the beginning of this chapter, David laments about his enemies. Sorry. In the beginning of this chapter, sorry, I've lost my. David laments about his enemies and the situation and the situation that he's in. To him, everything seems to be going wrong, and it seems that God is stagnant. But instead of making a pity party for himself, he remembers how God has delivered him in the past and praises him instead for his future victory. And as we see in verse 5, it says, I trust in your unfailing love. The word trust shows that David has faith in God. And we all know without faith, it is impossible to please God. As stated in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. So that means that David had faith, which pleased God. This kind of attitude towards God provokes blessings. So what can we learn from this chapter? Well, we can learn that it's important to have faith and complete trust in God. Because when we do, God will reward us and take up take us out of any negative situation we are in. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Pastor Debbie, please. Psalm 13. This is a psalm of lament written by King David. The psalmist started by expressing his emotion to God by asking God four different questions in the hope of getting his attention for his pain. In the end, the psalmist resolved to trust in God's unfailing love and goodness rather than challenging God's faithfulness. Lesson learned. One, the Bible teaches us to pray to God in our difficult times, trusting him to handle all our issues rather than questioning his faithfulness. God's silence doesn't mean abandonment or rejection. As mom cited last week, he neither sleeps nor slumber because of us. Since he has us on the palm of his hands, we can never be forgotten. Two, Satan takes advantage of our low moments to exploit our thoughts if we allow him. There are practical things suggested by mom we could do to strengthen our passion for God in the midst of our challenges. One, give thanks to God always. Praises silence the devil and strengthens our faith. Two, fill your thoughts with the word of God. The word of God is spirit and life. Psalm 119 verse 50 says, My comfort in my suffering is this. Your promise preserve my life. Three, do not neglect the gatherings of the saints. Fellowship with other brethren strengthens our faith as iron sharpens iron. Whilst a life lived in isolation leads to depression, 
As mom pointed in her teaching, the daily prayers on this platform is a powerful tool by which God is using to revive those who have been committed to it, regardless of their ordeals. Four, get busy with God's work. When your hand is occupied with a mission for God, you seldom think about your problems. Let's, every, let's always give ourselves fully to the work of the Lord, and no circumstance will ever move us. Finally, when we have gotten to the end of the road, and it looks like we are hitting the brick wall, and nothing is happening, it means our breakthrough is just by the door. If we can hold on a little bit longer, our deliverance will come suddenly. Satan, on the other hand, would like us to give up at that point. But we are to focus on Jesus and his word. Every challenge will end in victory if we maintain the right mindset. Thank you. Amen. And I'd like to invite our mother and the Lord, Reverend Omar Williams. Praise the Lord tonight. The service says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord said, my feet will stand within your gate, O Jerusalem. Each time I sit on this platform, my heart is full of joy because of what God has begun to do and will continue to do in our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank God for those of you that contributed. Those words were powerful. I want to encourage us that we should not sleep on all the other Psalms that we have done. Let's go from the beginning, Psalm 1, Check your notes and see what God is saying to you, even at this hour, till we get to the point where we are at this time. Without wasting time tonight, thank God for the privilege again, Apostle and uh, the administrators. I really want to say a very, very big thank you. And for those of you that are watching, thank you so much for taking time to be part of this great work of ministry. And make sure that we are not hearing this word alone, but we reflect it on a regular basis. That takes us tonight to Psalm, 1, uh, Psalm 15, 1 to 5. This, all these Psalms we've been reading, they are so short. But there is something about them. The words that comes out of these little verses are so powerful. So I want us to digest them as the Holy Spirit teaches us tonight. Or teaches us tonight. Psalm 15. Guidelines for whole, for living a holy life. We need these guidelines on a regular basis. You will bear with me that today worldliness has come into the church. People live, the, they just come to church. Some come for different reasons. Some come just to show off. Some comes just not to really digest the word, but I pray as we look at these principles, God's own principles and guidelines, for living a holy life, our lives will be restored again. Paradventure, we are now on the wide road. The Lord will bring us back to focus and take us to the narrow road. You can also say requirements for worshipping God. Requirements that we need as generation of those who seek the face of God according to the book of Psalm 24. We need requirements to come to the house of God to worship God. We don't just come there for no reason. We come there for a reason. Or you can say a requirement of being a true worshipper. The Bible says that the time has come that the true worshipper of God 
shall worship God in spirit and in truth. Requirements that are meant for true worshippers of God, not people that are play pranks, not people that are jokers. The kingdom of God is not for that, not people that are coming to, to have fans in the church. No, it's not like that. It's not, the kingdom of God is not made for that. You can also say fellowship with God, or, because I'm talking about what this psalm is all about, what is embedded in this psalm that we are about to go to, 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 to read. All the characteristics of those who worship God. What type of act, what type of lifestyle, what type of nature. All the characteristics of those who may dwell with the Lord. When we know, when we get the, all these things right, then we'll be able to worship God in spirit and in truth. And as uh, Psalm 15 verse 1 say, Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? This can be likened to a wonderful Psalm 24 that we read every day when we have to open the services. Thank God for uh, the man of God that God has placed over us for directing us. Because for you to come into the sanctuary of God, you you must know why you are there. We are just not reading that Psalm for reading's sake. We read it so that we can cleanse ourselves with the word. And this Psalm also says Psalm 15. When we know all these Psalms, then we'll be able to do the work of God. Uh, well, Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary? Who may live on your holy hill? Or who may dwell in your tabernacle, which is church? Who are the people that comes there to worship? Says he who walk, whose work is blameless. Is your work blameless tonight? Or who walks uprightly? Do you walk uprightly tonight or your walk is crooked? And who does who does what is righteous? What is righteous? Living a godly life. We cannot see you doing things that are not righteous. We cannot see you backbiting, frontbiting and doing a lot of ugly things. <coughs> and you come to the house of God. No. The house the people that come to worship God are people that walk blameless that their work is blameless, people that walk uprightly, people that does what is righteous. Who speak the truth from their heart? Do you still tell lies? These are the people, the godly people, the spirit-filled people. They speak truth from their hearts and has no slander in their tongue. You see slander people? Takes us back to someone. Not sit in the seat of mockers, nor walk in the way of sinners, but your delight is in the law of the Lord. We are talking about a righteous person. They have no slander on their tongue. That is, there is no deception in them. Who does his neighbor no wrong? Do you still do your neighbor wrong? Six things that God hates. Seven that are detestable to him, according to that Proverbs chapter 6. Do you still do your neighbor wrong? Forty eyes, feet that quickly lead people to see, forming gangs and everything. Do you still do your neighbor wrong? And cast no slur on his fellow man. Useless words coming out of their mouth. Who despises a vile man? You are not ready to sit in the seat of the ungodly. 
but honors those who fear the Lord. Do you still honor those who fear the Lord? Or you are pulling them down? A righteous person like we are all seated here to come and hear the word of God. We are all righteous in God. Do we honor one another? Or do we still, uh, do we honor, because we, I believe everyone listening tonight are people that fear the Lord. Do we still honor? If you honor, then you have the fear of God to do the right thing. The Bible, the people that might dwell in the sanctuary who keeps his oath. Even when it hurts, you know the word of God is <laughs> lawless. Sometimes the word of God hits us, you know. Even when the truth about the word, the truth of what we are preaching hurts, do you still stand by it? Who lends his money without usury and does not keep accept a bribe after against the innocent? You can see what the psalmist is saying here. Someone who lends his money without uh, uh, any string attached. Give people loan and then you do you, you get, like, like shark loan people. Borrow somebody money and they get the right amount. Apostle is adding more to it here. Could you could you uh, let Apostle join us to join me to to really uh, talk more about that usury? Amen. Shark loan is mentioning people take shark loan. Could you comment, please, yes. Apostle? Yes, very quickly. I will now. Well, usury is, uh, you know, giving someone a loan with high interest attached to it. And this is where the shark loan people fall into. When you give a loan and you are collecting very exorbitant interest from the people you lend money, then you are falling to victim, you know, of it. That is what it is. Really, the Bible says that when we loan, give one another loan, among believers, we should not charge interest. If it is a believer you are given a loan to. Yes. Maybe mom will talk about that. And does not accept a bribe against the innocent. The bribe you so that you can put people to, punish people or something like that. You don't have such people here. This psalmist in his song referenced both, you can see both sanctuary or tabernacle and holy hill of God Hence the question asked in that verse 1. The sanctuary or tabernacle or the holy hill referenced above refers to designated or specific place of worship. Who are the people that should belong to this class uh, in the place of worship that we uh, uh, we have just had now? That is people that designate, designate here means to appoint someone to a specific position. And you can see all this in Psalm 24, verses 3 to 4. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord, which is our favorite psalm that we read as we open the service. Who may stand in his holy place. He who has clean hands and a pure heart. May the Lord, you know, Apostle has been praying that we, the Lord will give, give us clean hand, heart, ha, a clean hand and a pure heart. Who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false? Trying to bring, bring to our notice here our attitude when we approach God's altar. What, what is in your heart when you come to church or when you approach the altar of God or while 
in his presence, uh, or while in his presence, do you feel nice in his presence? Or you are full of growth, you are full of hate, you are, you are poison, your heart is being poisoned. The verse 5 said, He will receive blessing from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Say, such is the generation of those who seek your faith, O God of Jacob. Now said Selah. We belong to this generation of God seeker, I said to you. Generation of God seeker, generation of those who seek the face of God of Jacob, God of Apostle. Hallelujah. This is the generation we belong. So we must come into the sanctuary with a clean hands and a pure heart. Go back to that 15, again verse 1, it said, Lord, who may dwell in your sanctuary, who may live on your holy hill, he whose work, number one, is blameless, or whose work, number two, or walks uprightly, and does what is righteous. He who speaks the truth from his heart, do you speak the truth from your heart, and has no slander on his tongue? Who does his neighbor no wrong? I want you to continue to mark all these things to yourself. And cast no slur on his fellow man who despises a vile man. But honor those who fear the Lord. Do you honor those who fear God or you like to pull them down? Who keeps his oath even when it hurts? We want to abide by the word of God. What the word of God says we should do. Even when it seems is not possible. Keeping all the don'ts, 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 don'ts in the scriptures. Do not do this, do not do that. Do you keep all the don'ts? Even when it hurts. Who lend his money without usury and does not accept right against the innocent. Verses 3 to 5 reference someone or an individual who has no slander on his tongue. I'm bringing it back to us to be able to, to, to understand. Who does his neighbor no, no wrong? Who casts no slur, insults, slanderous words? Who does, despises a, who does not dis, who despises a vile man? But honor those who fear the Lord, who keeps his oath even when it hurts, who lend his money without history. Can I quickly take you to the book of Exodus 22:25? Exodus 22:25, and towards the no, not before the Exodus 22:25, he said, "Who lend his money without usury? Who does not accept right against his uh, uh, against the innocent? Usury there is." Unreasonable high interest taken on loans. You don't get you, you give people loan without putting high interest. God discouraged the Israelites from taking such interest on loan given among themselves. When you loan someone, it should be with no string attached. To be as you are giving them the loan once they finish, they give you back your money, but you don't put any interest on it. Do you find yourself being a shark loan person? Considering the complex or the complicated economic factors 
or the influence in our world today, or influences in our world today, how do we handle such matter? When you loan people, you'll be able to see what the Bible talks about, about that now. Referencing Exodus 22-25, it says, If you lend money to one of my people among you who is needy, do not be like a money lender. Charge him no interest. It's in the word of God. Apostle has tried to clarify this to us. And let's look at that Proverbs 28, 8-9. He who increases his wealth by exorbitant, that is unreasonable high interest, amasses or accumulates for another who will be kind to the poor. When you do what God said you should not do, putting uh, uh, unreasonable high interest on loan for people, what happens is that you will not leave, such person will not leave to enjoy that money. Such person will die and other people will enjoy that money. If anyone turns, verse 9, if anyone turns a deaf ear to the law, even his prayers are detestable. Proverbs 28, 8-9. Because once God said, don't do this and you do that, your prayers cannot be answered. So that's the reason why some people's prayers are not answered. Are you saying why or how? For this reason, some people's prayers are not answered. Proverbs 28, 8-9. In another version of the Bible, income from charging high interest rates will end up in the pocket of someone who is kind to the poor. Whoever lends that kind of interest will not leave to enjoy the interest. But another person will use it to help the poor. God detests the prayers of a person who ignores the law. Let us not ignore the law. Now that you have known, don't ignore the law. But make sure that we adhere to all this instruction. He who does these things, give it, uh, uh, that is, who gives it to instructions, will never be shaken or moved. That's how that psalmist ended it. All these characteristics that are stated above of God's worshiper or a godly man demands demand self-examination in preparing or before worship. So when you come to the presence of God, you want to look at yourself, just commit yourself to God and examine yourself. Are you having clean hands? Are you having a pure heart? Are you the one that has been taking shackle from people with string attached, giving them loan and you know, watch, watch yourself. You must therefore take this rule seriously and hold fast to them. You must adhere to them. You must hold fast to all these rules that you have read here. If you see yourself in this picture, I want us to change. So that when you come and lift up holy hands before the Lord, then you will know that your prayers are answered. And will be answered. Not when we are asking God why. Why am I still on this mountain? Why? How long? You know, the psalmist was asking. That is how people, some people are asking questions today. But are you in this group of people that we are talking about? Such things will not let God answer your prayer. Can I uh, try to help us with uh, 
the book of Philippians chapter 4, 8 to 10. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if any is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about those things that this psalm has really brought to us attention tonight. When for that to say, I said, whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, this is Paul speaking here, or seen in me, and I will say the same thing, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. You want the God of peace to be with you, the Prince of Peace to be with you, let's adhere to what the scripture is saying. I pray that God will help us to live a honest and holy life that will bring glory to God. And I end this chapter with Colossians 1, 3, 1 to 2. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. We are Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. It's only when we set our, our minds on earthly things that will make our hearts to be corrupt, that will make us to walk the way of the wicked, the crooked ways, and our heart is filled with fields, and we do wrong things that the Bible says we should not do. And with this as well, let him who has ears hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Go back to that psalm again, and mark yourself in that psalm, and see whether you are, you are, you are, you are out of it or you are in, in, in it. That quickly take us to chapter 16, 1 to 11. The hope of the faithful. I tag this psalm. The hope of the faithful and the Messiah, uh, Messiah's victory. Or the joy and benefits of the faithful. Whose lifestyle pleases God. These faithful are blessed and they will enjoy this benefit or privilege both now and until eternity. If you are faithful, what this psalm is saying to us is that you will enjoy the benefit of being faithful from beginning of life until eternity. It is also a, a, a messianic psalm that talks about the return of Jesus. Also the psalm of David, Psalm 16, 1 to 3. Let's see what it says. Keep me safe, O God. For in you I take refuge. You take refuge in God? Or you take refuge in other things? You take refuge in these small letter gods that have eyes that cannot see, have nose they cannot smell, mouth they cannot eat. You take refuge in them. You take refuge in man. Or you take refuge in God. In whom do you take refuge? Can I encourage you like uh, David in this sunset? Keep me safe, O oh God. God will always keep you safe if you take refuge in Him. A lot of people us are not protected because our refuge is in other things. Can I encourage us tonight that we take refuge in God instead of taking refuge in other things? I said to the Lord, You are my Lord. If you take refuge in God, God keeps you safe, then you can make him, his, uh, uh, make him your Lord. 
You can declare his lordship over your life. You can declare his lordship over your family. You can declare his lordship over your work. You can declare his lordship. Anywhere that you are, you can declare his lordship. But you have to, you have to take refuge in him. He said, I said to the Lord, you are my God, verse 2. Apart from you, I have no good thing. This is someone that has taken God as their refuge. Can I encourage you? Let us take God as our refuge. This is one of the um, uh, uh, images of God that David used in this scripture. I taught you about images of God. Those of you that are in New Cross, I'm still teaching on the names of God right now. And about the images as well. So when you know the images of God, one of the images of God is, is our shield. You can now trust God to shield you, shield everything that you own. He said, I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. As for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom, all, all, in, in whom is all my delight. I want you to pay attention on this verse 4. He said the sorrows of those the sorrows of those will increase who run after other gods. When you are not taking refuge in God, when you are not making God your Lord, when you are not making when God is not your delight, then your sorrow will increase if you have any other thing that you have taken as refuge. If it's your work, <laughs> some is my husband, some is my home. But you need God in every area. That's why I laugh sometimes when people when you are trying to talk to people. I say, ah, you don't understand. You know, I do understand. There is no nothing that you are going through that I've not gone through. Especially those younger ones that are coming up. Say the sorrows of those will increase. Who run after other gods? What is it that you have used as gods in your life? That to some of us, we have used our children as gods. To some of us, we have used our husband. Let me be practical now, practical. To some of us, we have used our homes as our gods. To some of us, we have used our cars. To some of us, we have used our work. Let me mention but a few. What is it that you have put in place of God? That has become, that, 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 that might cause you to be sorrowful in future. That has become a God. Let him who have ear hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Thank God for COVID. You have put your home as God. No more coming to church. The sorrows of those will increase who run after other gods. Gods. Small letter G-O-D-S. I want you to mark that. And pray yourself out of this if you run after other gods. I will not pour out... Uh, look at what David is saying here. He says, I will not pour out the libation of blood or take up their names on my lips. He's making reference to other gods. He will not. He will not. What did they do to other gods? Those of you that are from Africa, you know. They pour drink on the floor. They do a lot of things. But there are... There are some of us that are doing the same. You are not pouring the drink on the floor or you are doing libation or something like that. But you are focused on one thing or the other to be that God. Then you are not different from people that are pouring blood on the floor. 
Or take up their names on their leaves. How do you take the names of your God on your leaves? Oh, my car broke down. <laughs> May the Lord help us. Oh, my child. May the Lord help us. Tell the Lord we grant you understanding how you have poured out libation of blood or take up the names of the gods that you, you have in your heart, on your lips. The psalmist said, if we only trust in the only wise God. That's what he said in that verse 4. Some may trust in horses, some may trust in chariots, but we put our trust in God. Psalm 20, verse 7. Psalm 16, verse 4, in another version, he said, Trouble, troubles multiply for those who chase after other gods. You have put other gods beside God. If you chase after other gods, troubles multiply. That's why I get into one trouble or the other because trust in other gods are causing you to lie. I will not take part in their sacrifices of blood. Maybe, maybe other, other gods that you have poured libation or something like that. I don't know. Some people have taken wine as other gods. You might not be drunk to stupor, but uh, you have taken it as other gods to strengthen yourself. Nobody, but of course, it's not here. But it's here. The Lord will help you. Or even speak the names of their gods. Told you there's ways you speak the names of your God. The Lord will bring you back to your to the memory line right now. The psalmist took his stand not to pour out libation of blood or take part in blood sacrifices. We sometimes let God down in this area. May God help us. Your friend is doing something, they will lead you to go and do the same thing. You have joined the class or joined the group. Let's look at someone. Example of someone whose confidence was in the Lord, whose trust was in the Lord. When he was in the lion's den, you know the story about Daniel. His confidence was in the Lord. It's another David in making here. Daniel chapter nineteen, uh, chapter six, verse nineteen to twenty-three. Said at first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel. Son of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, O king, live forever. He was not rude. He still praised the king, live forever. My God sent his angel and he shut the mouth of the lions. Are you finding yourself in the lion's den? A type of Daniel situation. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent. I want you to underline that word, innocent, in the sight, in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, O king. Is it not the same thing that this is talking about? Whose work is blameless before the Lord. The king was overjoyed and gave order to leave Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wounds was found on him because he had trusted in his God. May we put our trust in God, brethren. That's Psalm chapter 16, verse 5 to 11. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secured. 
The boundary lines are falling for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who can sell me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. This shows the type of person that this psalmist was, you know, in his days. He says, there's something about this psalmist that is a focused person. He knows what he wants to do. He said in that verse 7, which I'm going to really deliberate on to be able to encourage our lifetime in the area where you and I sometimes are failing, but tonight it will help to boost us up again in the name of Jesus. The psalmist says, I will praise the Lord who counsel me. Is God your counselor? Oh man. Even at night, my heart instructs me. Do your heart instruct you at night? We see how now. The psalmist keeps night watches. That's why I was able to say that maybe you set alarm and then he wakes up in the night or he has been a regular practice of the psalmist. He will wake up in the night to, to have hour of prayer. Many of us are failing in this area. May the Lord wake us up again in Jesus' name. He says, I will praise the Lord. Who counsels me? Do God come to wake you up in the night and say, it's hour of prayer? Even at night, my heart instructs me. Do your heart instruct because where your heart is, where your, where your treasure is, there is your heart will be, or something like that. Yes. You know, like, yes. yes. Is what you are thinking that your heart will instruct you to do. So, in the night, David's heart instructs him. And that brings me back to the, hour, uh, uh, the, the night watches that Apostle has been telling us. 6 to 9 p.m., the first watch, 9 to 12 midnight, the second watch, does your heart instruct you to pray? Maybe we cut off in this first watch, we are still in, in, in the service here, but when it's 9 to 12 midnight, second watch, does your heart instruct you to, 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 to pray at night? 12 a.m. to 3 a.m., which is the third watch. Does your heart instruct you to pray? Or your heart is gluing on film show and everything. You're watching television till morning. 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Does your heart instruct you to pray? That is the fourth watch. Verse 8 of that Psalm 16. He said, I have set the Lord, I have, I have set the Lord always before me. When your heart instructs you to pray, you will see God all the time. Because it's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. When you set your heart, when God instructs your heart to pray, you will be always at his right hand. And you will never be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. Gladness will be yours. And my tongue rejoices. You will sing songs of joy. My body also will rest secure. When your heart instructs you, to keep all these hours in the night. Because that is in the night. His tongue is always rejoicing because it's the heart instructing him to do the right thing. Right thing. Does your heart instruct you to do wrong thing all the time? Then you'll be, you'll be seeing in the night is nightmare all the time. No revelation. What does your heart instruct you to do? That takes us to verse 10. Say, because you will not abandon me to the grave. Nor will you let 
your holy one, CDK. You have made known to me the path of life. When your heart instructs you to do the right thing in God, you will never be abandoned to the grave. You will not be like a dead person walking on earth. Nor will you let your holy one see decay. Nor will your heart see decay. Hallelujah. When we die here, God is going to translate us and we'll be able to reign with him forever. That's what I'm talking about. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Then we can be in the presence of God all the time, even from earth there, till we get to heaven there, with eternal pleasure at your right hand. That takes us to Ephesians 2, 4 to 10. He said, but because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. You begin to rule with Christ from earth here till eternity. Verse 7 is saying, In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this, not from, not from yourself, it is a gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Can I, can I encourage us tonight? Make sure that your heart is glued on God. Make sure that you are always seeing him seated on the right, uh, on, on, on his right, uh, seeing yourself seated on his right hand side. Make sure you, your heart instructs you in the night to do the right thing. Then you forever be with him till eternity. This psalm is also called Messianic Psalm, like I said to us, because it's reference resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ in the New Testament. Peter and Paul quotes in the book of Acts, Acts 2, 25 to 28, and also verse 31, Acts 13, 35 to 37. You can see now when Peter has received the Holy Ghost, when he was ministering to the people, he started encouraging and teaching the people the right thing. Like what we are hearing tonight, says men of Israel, listen to this, Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs. When your heart instructs you to pray, then you be a walking Jesus on earth. Which God did among you through him, as you yourself know. This man was handed over to you by God's set purpose and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to, to the cross. We won't do that again. We'll serve him to the end of our lives. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me. Do you see God always before you? Like the psalmist always see God. Instruct him in the night to pray. Because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. This also refers to this same psalm in that 16.8. God is on our right hand. We'll never be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices and my body also will live in hope. 
because you will not abandon me to the grave. The same thing that that psalm is talking to us. That's Psalm 16. Nor will you let your Holy One see decay. Our body will not see decay. Can I remind you about his coming again? Our body will not see this game, the, the, uh, decay. This is our hope. As he said in the book of 1 Thessalonians 4, 13, 8, Isaiah 26, 19, Acts 13, 35, and many more. But I just read that 1 Thessalonians 4, 13, 8 to be able to encourage us tonight. He says, because you will not abandon me to the grave, confirming from that same psalm, you will also let your, you will, uh, not let, nor will you let your holy one see the cave. Our body will not see the cave. Hallelujah. Let me encourage you. The purpose for this journey is not in vain. First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 to 18, he said, brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring Jesus, those who have fallen asleep in him, according to the Lord's own word. We will tell you, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven, with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. We will not, we will not see decay. Hallelujah. We translated. After that, we who are still alive are left, will be caught up together with him in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with this word. Read the other Psalms. And the Lord will help us and encourage us. Can I quickly use this to cry? We know our body will not see decay. And in that Acts 2, 36 to 40, which I was encouraging them, they said, therefore let all Israel, let all people that are watching tonight be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucify, both Lord and Christ. Declare the Lordship of God in your life tonight. Make God your Lord. Make him your Christ. And it shall be well with us. When the people heard this, they were caught to the heart and said to Peter and other apostles, Brother, what shall we do? May we reflect God in a wonderful way. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to end our journey as well. The promise is for you and your children. And for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. We are a generation of those who seek the face of God. This promise that we, are, that we are talking about tonight is for us and our children. And the Lord will help us and will help our children at the same time. With many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them. Save yourself from this corrupt generation. Can I conclude tonight that we need to save ourselves from this corrupt generation so that we can be able to concentrate on God like never before. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy word. When next we meet by his grace, we are going to be looking at chapters um, 15 and 16, that's 17 and 18 by his grace. May the Lord keep us safe till we meet. <coughs>
next week in Jesus' name. Amen. I hand over to our Amen. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. What a glorious night. And I can see, God, I'm sure that some of you will have also picked this up, that what we are teaching on Sunday is just what is expounded today. Your identity in Christ. Who are you? Believers need to know who they are, and we need to know the reasons why Christians suffer. Because they step out of who they are. Some people, you know, who are Christians <laughs> do not have true knowledge about who God really is, too. Now, you know, they, they do have knowledge of who they are. And we can see in this scripture, chapter 15, as it began, telling us what a believer should be. And the things that a believer can step into and it will be punished. And the devil will creep into their life and they will begin to have issues that should not be with the saints of the living God. And I'm sure God is speaking to our hearts today. Also reaffirming to us the validity of his promises to us. We're going to go into prayers briefly. I will ask, I will hand over to Pastor Tayo who will call those who will pray to lead prayer, then I will come back and I'll complete the prayer. Pastor Tayo, please. Thank you very much, Apostle. Just before I invite others tonight to lead us in a, a, a prayer point, can I invite us to reflect again very quickly on Psalm 15? Verse 2 says, He whose walk is blameless, and he who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from his heart, and has no slander on his tongue, who does his neighbor no wrong? As mommy was reading this tonight, I remember Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. I remember last night or yesterday we were reading about a king whose heart was walking with the Lord as well. I want us to pray tonight. And the prayer we'll pray just before I invite others is from the book of Colossians chapter 4. Verse 6 says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. We're going to pray because it's only by our conversations being seasoned with salt. It's only by our, our mind being linked in with what God has ordained and planned and purpose for us. We've got the Holy Spirit living in us. It's by that that we'll walk blameless, we'll walk righteous, we'll speak truth. So let's lift up our voices tonight in prayer. Lord our God, we give you praise and we thank you, Lord God, for reminding us even tonight of who we are in you, in Christ Jesus. And we thank you, Father God Almighty, because in human flesh, in our own abilities, Father God, we are unable to fulfill and walk in the way that you have ordained. But as we rely, Father God Almighty, on you and recognize that we are carriers of your glory, we ask, Father God Almighty, that you empower you and grace us, Lord God. For our walk to be blameless, we need to walk in step and in line with you. For your word says, after the abundance of the, of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's only the heart that is focused on you that will not speak God. It is only the heart that is focused on you that will speak truth at all times to his neighbor. It's only the, the heart that is focused on you in prayer, in work, Father God, that will not slander on his, with, with his tongue. It is only that individual that will not do his neighbor wrong because he has confidence in you and he fears you, Lord God. 
Help us, our Lord and our God, that on a daily basis, Lord, that we'll walk with you. We'll walk with you, Lord God, closely. We'll keep our focus and our hearts on you at all times. That we will not be distracted in any shape or form by the things that easily slip others up. But Lord God, that we'll keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and despised the shame. Christ lived as an example that it is possible to live beyond the circumstances. Lord, help us, Father God Almighty, not to be sidetracked. Help us, Lord God Almighty, not to lose focus. Help us, Lord God, not to look at the winds. Help us, Lord God, not to look at the storm, but to keep our eye on you at all times. And at all times, Lord God, that we might be focused, that we might desire to know you more and more. That the words that we we'll speak, Lord God Almighty, will be as we hear from you. Because the heart that is set on you, Father God, can only speak that which you want them to speak. Let us recognize, Father God, on a daily basis, Lord, that the Holy Spirit lives in us. We are the carriers of your glory, Father God. Let us recognize, Lord God Almighty, that we are privileged, Lord God, to live in a time and a season like this, Lord God. Lord, we cast our minds back and we recognize that the King Ezekiah, Father God, did not have the Holy Spirit living in him, yet he purposed to walk righteously. How much more, Father God, those of us, Lord God, that have the Holy Spirit in us. Let us not regain or relegate re- re- the of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But let us recognize, Father God Almighty, that you live within us. You that refuse to dwell in the, in, the, in the temple, Father God, that was made by men's hand. You chose us as your own vessel, Father God, and you live through us. Help us, Lord God Almighty, to live our, and walk in this path, Lord, that you have ordained and planned and purpose for us. That we might understand who we are in you at all times, Father. Our Lord and our God, we give you glory and we give you praise. We thank you, for in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I'd like to invite Pastor Nicker. Please unmute your mind. Um, praise the Lord. If we go further from what Pastor Ty just led us from and from, the teaching of our mother in the Lord, if we look at the same Psalm 15, verse 3, it says, Whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor, and casts no slur on others. I'm going to connect that psalm to Psalm 141, verse 3, which is one of the prayers that Daddy has led us to pray in time past. In Psalm 141, verse 3, it says, Set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my mouth. So we're going to ask tonight that God, guard our mouth. You said that who can ascend your hill? Says, who is the man that can come before you? Says, the man that can guard you. So that God, as we prepare ourselves even to enter into the month of restoration, Father, guard my tongue. Let the words that will come from my mouth be seasoned. Let the words that will come out of my mouth be words that will bring forth healing, that will bring forth encouragement, that will be righteous in your sight. In the name of Jesus. Because mommy has given us the characteristics of a righteous man. And part of that characteristic is our words. God, my words, O oh God, that the words will bring forth healing to everyone that hears my voice in Jesus' name. Shall we lift up our voice and pray? Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. We thank you, Father, about the characteristics of a righteous man that you revealed unto us tonight. 
Father, part of the characteristics you spoke on tonight, which the psalm said in the book of Psalm 15, is about the words of their of our mouths. Father, and even as Psalm 141 said, you say it says, set a guard, Father, for as we prepare, as we enter the month of grace, and as we enter into the month of restoration, Father, set a guard over our mouth. Let the words we utter be words that will be seasoned with salt. Let the words we speak be words of healing. Let the words we speak be words of faith. Father, don't let us dictate our circumstances and our surroundings with the words of man, but let the words that will come out of our lips be daily based on the scriptures. Father, even as we reveal to us tonight that out of our mouth will flow rivers of living water, and what we speak creates the atmosphere that surrounds us. Father, help us as a people that will words be, be words that are seasoned by you. Set the guards of our lips, O oh God. Watch over the door of our lips. That out of our lips will only declare what you want us to say in Jesus' name. Father, be a people that we watch the words we speak. That will just not speak anyhow. That will not just speak words casually, but that will be sensitive Father, to the words of your spirit. Father, in the same psalm, as we move to Psalm 16, it talks about waking up in the night and receiving instructions in the night. Father, help us, O God, that as we begin to guard our tongue, help us to be sensitive to your Holy Spirit. Then we begin to receive instructions of what you want us to do, even as we enter into the month of restoration, as you prepare us for 2022. I've disposed the mouth of Apostle that the preparation for 2022 has begun. Help us to be sensitive at this time and in this season, that will not be carried away by the things of this world that will not be carried away by the cares of this world that will not be carried away by distractions but what focus will be upon you and upon you alone oh god so that we can speak and utter that which you want us to speak father i thank you for, for anointing our tongues at this time i thank you Lord, for putting your words upon our lips and most especially for guarding our tongues that will not misuse our tongues contrary to what you want us to say that your name will be glorified Thank you, Father. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus, for setting a guard upon our tongue and upon our lips, even for this time. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Pastor Debbie, please. Hallelujah. Psalm 16, and I read verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So the psalmist here did not say, I have said the Lord before me. He said, always, always. Because it's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And if we link that to Psalm 15, with all the characteristics of a true worshipper, he ended up by saying that he who does these things will never be shaken. In other words, if we set the Lord always before us, we cannot walk in all these fleshy things. We, our ways will always be blameless. Our tongue will always be guarded. So the most important thing we need to pray for is that God will fill us with the power of his spirit. And it's just linked up to everything the Lord has been telling us. The scripture the Lord has been telling us to pray every day is Colossians 3, chapter 1 and 2. That we should set our affections on things above and not things beneath. We should set our mind on, on, on things above and not on earthly things. And if we go to Galatians 5, 16, it says that if we walk by the Spirit, we will not gratify the desire of this sinful nature. 
So we want to pray that God fill me up with the power of the Holy Spirit. Help me to always have God in my contemplation. When God is at your right hand, you will, you will think before you say things. You will think before you act. So I want to pray. God, fill me up with the power of your spirit. Enable me to have you, God, in my contemplation at all times. In the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our voice and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you, God, that, Lord, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we can desire the things that God desires. By the help of the Holy Spirit, we can live a blameless life. By the help of the Holy Spirit, we can be righteous. By the help of the Holy Spirit, Lord God, we can be full of your grace and be full of truth and never lie. By the help of the Holy Spirit, we can never slander. And so, Lord, we are asking that you will fill us to the brain with the power of the Holy Ghost. Because, Lord, we have you at our right hand. We will not be moved. Holy Spirit, help us to always have God at our right hand. Fill us to the bring with the power of the Holy Ghost. Enable us to submit completely to the Holy Spirit. Enable us, oh God, Father, to walk in the Spirit so that we will not gratify the desire of our sinful nature. Jesus, we surrender to you. Holy Spirit, take us over. Take us over, Holy Spirit. Take us over, Holy Spirit. The Bible says, whosoever sow to please their flesh, from the flesh they will reap destruction. Help us, O God, to sow to the Spirit. Father, you said when we sow to the Spirit, we will be, we will reap eternal life. My God, help us that we surrender to the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Ghost will move us. The Holy Ghost will walk through us. We will surrender to the Holy Spirit. We will not grieve the Holy Spirit. Fill us the bring with the power of your Spirit. Help our affections to be on things above and not things beneath. Help us to set our heart and mind on the heavenly things and not carnality. Let everything that is carnal die within us in the name of Jesus. Let the Holy Ghost take us over. Let the Holy Spirit guide our eyes. Let the Holy Ghost guide our minds. Let the Holy Ghost guide our ears. Let the Holy Ghost guide our mouth. Let the Holy Ghost guide our hands and our actions that will think like Jesus, that will walk like Jesus, that will act like Jesus, that will reason like Jesus. Holy Ghost, take us over. Even as we are going heading towards the end of this year, this year, Lord God, Father, we have entered into our year, new year already. It is a glorious year. And so we want to align ourselves with the Holy Spirit. We want to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, help us to always have Jesus in our contemplation. Let the Holy Ghost guide us. Help us to obey the Holy Spirit. Help us to submit to the Holy Spirit so that Father will not gratify the desire of every sinful nature. Sinful nature is dead in the name of Jesus. The Holy Ghost take us over. Father, we bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'd like to invite our Father and the Lord, Apostle, sir. Well, you are very welcome. I believe very much that God has spoken to us so glaringly today. Let us just thank God for the voice of God that we have had tonight. Father, we bless your name for hearing your voice tonight. We give you the praise and honor and glory for the voice of heaven that spoke into our spirit. Let us pray now that the word that we have had will transform us. The word will translate us. It will turn us into what God intends. Let us pray that the Lord will strengthen us by the word. It will purify us by the word. 
He will fortify us by the word. Let us pray that grace be multiplied over us in this very time that we are. We need grace from God in a few days' time or a few hours' time. We are in the month of October. Let us thank God for being with us till this hour, for letting your eyes see the month of October. When the Lord spoke to us on Sunday, He said that we are already in 2022. And He said that because He has said that to us, we will enter the area and we will go beyond. Thank God for preserving your life to 2022. That your eyes will see the goodness of God beginning from this month into 2022. That which God has spoken concerning you shall be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. The enemy will never prevail over you. Whatever the plot of the enemy for the rest of the year are frustrated and destroyed. Begin to thank God that the Lord will go ahead of you. The Bible says, fire go before him and consume his enemies. That the Lord will go before me. He will go before my children. He will go before my family, my wife, your husband. Pray for them. He will go before members of this household and consume his enemies. And that the Spirit of the Lord will lead us and guide us. The Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of understanding and insight. He will guide us. He will guide us. Tell the Lord in this period of delusion that many have fallen away, that Holy Ghost will sustain you. He will sustain your household. He will sustain your children from the from the deceiving spirit. They will never be victims. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the mercy of God shall work for you. The glory of God shall be for you. Oh Lord our God, we pray thee in the name of Jesus. We pray thee in the name of Jesus. We thank you, our God and King. Thank God for assigning a messenger the door of your mouth, circumcising your heart and your mind. Father, we exalt and magnify your holy name. Blessed be your name, O God. Blessed be your name, O God. Blessed be your name, O King of heaven. Thank you, thank you, thank thank you, you Father. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. Amen and amen. I just want to read through this scripture to you uh, again. Are you not, are you not, uh, is it not amazing that this Psalm 15, though very short, but very pregnant. That Psalm 15 verse 2 says, he who walk, whose walk is blameless, I beg you please, walk blamelessly before God. He who does not, who does, who does what is righteous, please do what is righteous. And what are the things that is righteous? Who speaks the truth from his heart? Always speak the truth from your heart. And who has no slander on his tongue? Don't join the mockers. Don't join those who slander others. You know, don't don't eat their delicacies. And it says, Who's, who, who, who does his neighbor no wrong? Can you imagine that? Don't plot evil against your neighbor. Don't do your neighbor wrong. As a Christian, let your life be a blessing to them all the time. You are more privileged than many of them. He says, And cast no slur on his fellow man. No stumbling block before others. Don't lie against people. Don't wish people evil. Because anything that goes out of you to others is a seed. And it will come back in harvest. Anything that goes out from you, remember, to other people, they are seed. 
and you will reap the harvest. Some, some believers are reaping bad harvest now because of all these things that they just contravene. As last time and Zeus, Bible says, see time harvest that will not cease. He say, who spies the vile man, but honor those who fear the Lord. You must remember, who makes his oath even when he keeps his oath even when he oughts. When you give, make covenant with God or you make an oath, you must pay it. You know, sometimes we make oaths to God, we make vow, and we never pay. When the time comes and God has done what He wants, you'll be feeling like, okay, I will not, I will take, I will, I will reduce it. Come on, let me tell you. Don't let the devil cheat you. Whenever you make vow to God, you must pay. Deuteronomy 23, 21. It says, if you make a vow to the Lord your God, do not be slow to pay it. Don't be slow. For the Lord your God will certainly demand it. And you, and you, and, and uh, demand it of you. And you will be guilty of sin if you don't pay. But if you refrain from making a vow, you will not be guilty. Whatever your lips utter, you must be sure to do. Because you made your vow freely to the Lord, your God, with your own oath. If you don't pay vow, it may hinder many good things that God wants to give you. Maybe there are people here today who have made vows to the Lord and you didn't pay it. Go back now and do it. Do it immediately, quick. And go to your knees and tell God you are sorry. If the vow you made to the Lord is your last in life, just give it out to God. It's better than to do that and get break out of the chain so that God can bless you also. So, uh, Pastor Tyler brought this scripture in collisions. Let me read it again to you. But I'll read it from verse 2. I call them the final instruction. Devote yourself to prayer. Colossians chapter 4. Devote yourself to prayer. Being watchful and thankful. Be watchful. Let your thanks now. We are going to the end of the year. Thank God more than you ask God. Think about the whole of your life till now. And pray for your leaders. Pray for us. That God may open a door for our message. That is why you pray for me and Mommy Uma. That the messages we are praying here, we are teaching you, God will open door for us in nations of the world. Many need to hear it and they will be free. And then he says, first, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. If you want to pray for us, that's the kind of prayer you can pray for us. Then he says to you instruction, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Beginning from your neighborhood, you read in chapter uh, 15 of Psalm. Make the most of every opportunity. Use your character to make friends, good friends. Be respectful. Appreciate people. Don't undervalue or underestimate people. There are people that will be very casual, but you don't know who they are. So let your character go before you. And then, what you are led to pray, verse 6, let your conversation be always full of grace. Season with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. May the Lord grant the strength to you. Let's pray for those who have their birthdays today. Lord, we bring before you those who were born these days from years ago, a year ago, that you will bless them, Lord. As they celebrate their birthdays today, open the doors of people for them. Lord, endow upon them everything they need to fulfill the destiny you have written concerning them. Let resources from heaven come for them 
O Lord my God. <coughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you because the season of angels has not ended. Thank you because of the visions of angels that we will be seeing. Thank you because of the communication, because they are self-remanded. They will remain and remain and remain and remain. They will remain and remain and remain and remain. They will remain and remain and remain and prepare the heart of men for the revival that is to come. They will strengthen the heart of your saints on earth to overpower all the gimmicks of Satan. The delusion of Satan is coming like a, like a flooding stream. But the angels of God have been sent by God. Came in this month, they will remain until they will usher everyone into that the, the revival that the Lord has ordained. And so, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Open our understanding and our hearts of God into the realm of vision. Bless every marriage represented on this platform today and grant wisdom and knowledge to them. Lord, grant health to those who have ill health and people who are suffering ill health because of their misbehavior. We pray for their forgiveness. And we speak to their, to their sickness to be taken out in the name of Jesus. We ask for mercy for them, Lord. People whose mouths wreck them and they are suffering affliction because of reckless tongue. Father, forgive them for their recklessness. And their reckless thoughts, forgive them for their recklessness. Send your word and heal the sick and deliver them. From all their chains. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Thank you Lord because you have done it. Even more than what you are thinking. Thank you for the abundant blessing. That will welcome us into the month. Of restoration. Even the month of October. In Jesus holy and anointed name we are prayed. Amen. I want to pray for those who want to leave, give their life to Christ. Maybe you are, you are visiting this platform for the first time. Or you have been coming on this platform, but you have never surrendered your life to Christ. I want to do that. I want to pray with you. Say after me, Lord Jesus, I thank you because you died for me. I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. I confess with my lips, Lord Jesus, forgive me my sins. I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. Pastor Tyler, please. Thank you very much, Apostle. I'd like to invite anyone who's just made that confession so please send us an email to admin at cftjudges.org. Please send an email to say you've made that commitment to the Lord today and it would really encourage us and we will be in place to encourage you as well. Before I take, go further in terms of our announcement, this is our midweek service and it's also an opportunity for us to sow, to give to the Lord and to bless the Lord and honour God with our substance and with the first fruit of all our increase. So I'd like to invite us to prepare for our tithes and our offering. Account details for those who are based in the United Kingdom and who are members of Christ Faith Tabernacle are provided. If you're not a member of Christ Faith Tabernacle and you'd like to give to the work of the Lord in Christ Faith Tabernacle, again, the details are provided if you're in the United Kingdom. If you're outside the United Kingdom, please visit our website, cftchurches.org. 
and you'll be taken into the details and provided details of how you can donate to the work of the Lord. As you prepare your thanks and your offering and your giving tonight, I'd also like to remind all UK taxpayers that if you'd like to give us the opportunity to gift aid or to claim back the, the tax you would have paid on your giving, please send us an email to admin at cftchurches.org and we can send you the details of how to fill a gift aid form. So that way your giving is gift aided and it extends the work of the Lord as we give. Finally, I'd like to welcome anyone who's joined us for the first time. If this is your first time in Christ Faith Tabernacle, would like it to send us an email as well. If you've joined us online on whatever platform, YouTube, FCC, or Zoom, please send us an email to admin at cfcjustice.org and we'll reach out back to you. If you would like to be on the WhatsApp group, please send us your contact numbers as well. That's usually the quickest way in which we communicate information across um, in this day of electronics. It's always best to maximize that, which our technology is best to, to maximize the channels that God has given to us. So please send us your contact number and back, of course, anywhere in the world, you will receive those details. Whilst on the subject of meetings, we meet on this platform 7 p.m. each day. But tomorrow is the last day of the month of September. We'll be meeting at 11 p.m. tomorrow to meet together to do with God all things are possible. Invite your friends, family, whatever seems like impossible in their lives. God has said to us that with him all things are possible. And God will do awesome things, remarkable things. In this year, just for those who are, who are joining us for the first time, in this year when someone invited a friend who did not speak English, to join the platform in, the, in, in Luxembourg. They were on the platform, and whilst the ministration was going on, when Apostle was ministering, they were hearing the words in their own language. It wasn't, we were not told. We saw it happen live when the individual came over to give a testimony. It was remarkable. So the reason I said that is, don't bother if the individuals don't understand English. Just invite them anyway. Let them join. Let God do his bit when you've done your bit. And the Lord would certainly reward you for that as well. So we're meeting tomorrow evening at 11 p.m. We'll do the same on Friday and on Saturday. And on Sunday, we'll have our meeting at 7 p.m. And please note as well that Sunday services at our churches, we would like to invite you if you're in the Greater London area to meet us at the Bethesda building, one at um, 56 to 62 New Cross Road, London SC 14-6-5BD, um, or um, at the Cathedral, 186 Power Street, London SC 186NL. But please note that London Marathon is on on Sunday. So it is important that if you're going to the Cathedral, that you leave enough time and you set out early enough. It is important and vital that you leave enough time and set up early enough. And please note that if you're on our database, we will be sending you the passes that would enable you to drive towards um, Woolwich, the parking area, without any disturbances. 
It also means that if you're not on our database, it will be difficult to reach you. So please send us an email to admin at cfcchurches.org. Thank you very much for listening out patiently tonight. I'd like to invite Apostle to please bless our offering and close us. Sir. Yes, shall we prove the offering? Our God and King, this is the holy offering that is brought by a holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are prayed. It is written, the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Before this month, God runs to an end in few hours' time. Everything that God has spoken concerning us shall be fulfilled. Joy will overtake you. Glory will shine upon you. The power of the Most High will reside with you and a light over you. Your mouth shall be filled with laughter. With great joy you will sing into the new year. Into the new month. Of course, it's the beginning of our own new year. So shall it be unto you. In Jesus' anointed name. Amen. Stretch your hand before the Lord. Let me just speak the blessings of God over you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Amen. May God send you help from his sanctuary Amen. and grant you support from his side. Amen. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices and all your prayers and accept them before him. May the Lord give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May the Lord grant you resources from heaven to give you success in everything. The enemy will never be able to hinder you in all that heaven had ordained for you for this month of September. There will be no carryover with you. Your tomorrow shall be full of wonders. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we lift up our banner in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of covenant, may he fulfill his prophetic and covenant over you. And may the God of Bethel, who appeared unto Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he pitch his tent in your house. May he turn your house to the battle of angels. Amen. And may the Lord reveal himself to you, Amen. even in your dreams. Amen. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Amen. amen and amen. We are going to lift up our, our hands to heaven as we share the grace together in fellowship. From the book of of Hebrew 13, 20, and 21. Shall we? Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenants, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory. Forever and ever. Amen. Shall we read together Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now forevermore. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. We will take our closing hymn, There Shall Be Shouts of Blessing, 
it will fall in your house. shall be unto you according to your confession.